Boys podcast. Hey, welcome back, Don. Good to be back. All right. You guys really believe that there is no difference between choosing a sperm donor. If you guys have to pick a sperm donor, right? One that has Ivy League credentials, CEO, um, their grandparents were extremely successful business people, highly educated. You just go back to the family tree. You can just see that there's a lot of evidence of high intelligence. And the other way, not, not that there's anything wrong with it, but you just look at it, they were uh, more physical workers. Like my family tree comes from farmers, right? You look at farmers and let's just say their biggest accomplishment is being a manager at a fast food chain, right? And all things equal, let's say healthy child, right? Genetically equal, the cost is the same. You wouldn't care. You wouldn't pick the Ivy League CEO sperm donor versus the other manager at a fast food chain? I wouldn't. I just think it's important just to have a healthy baby. And um, and I think, like they say in life, it's better lucky than good. All right. So I was uh, with a lot of free times these days, you know, you read a lot of, you read a lot of the, um, you know, have some time, look at YouTubes and, and search the web. And one interesting thing that I find that they said about Chinese uh, thinking culture is that in your lifetime, there are three opportunities where you can make it financially successful. First time is that when you were born, that you're born into a rich family. Second time is when you, from your education, when you start to do work, what job did you find? And if that still didn't happen, or you name it, it's your kids. Are they going to be successful? So those are the three moments in one's life where your uh, financial status is established. So let's run that back. So it's either you're born into it, super lucky, right? So that takes zero talent. Second is if you're you able to it. make something of yourself, you find opportunities and create something out of nothing. Third, or if your children can do that. That's right. Which I feel like a lot of immig- immigrant parents rely on. Mm-hmm. Well, right? I think that's it. I mean, clearly they didn't born into wealth or they born into wealth, they lost all the wealth. And then they decide to come to the country like, you, you know, to be an immigrant. Really, they, they're relying on the future of the kids having a better life. And then in a way, that is their accomplishment. Does that make their kid an investment? I don't know if it's an investment is the way to put it. I think I think for a lot of Chinese parents, they see it as more of an um, their responsibility, not even an obligation, but that is their responsibility. There's a lot of people that I speak with, they feel like their investments to their parents. They're expected to give their parents a certain amount of money every month. Uh, they're expected to, and if you're older, you're, you're expected to give your siblings a certain amount of money if they're still in school and they're, and they're not fending for themselves. Um, there was this wild TikTok video. I'm not on TikTok, but I, I read an article about it that went absolutely viral. Um, this Vietnamese girl, uh, she was crying and pouring her heart out online saying that um, her parents has have disowned her because she's out there in the real world working, um, trying to make a life for herself. And her parents has expectations of her to take care of her younger sibling to support her lifestyle, lavish lifestyle, I believe, in college and to basically put her way through school while she continues to work away. And that's her responsibility as the oldest sibling. And I, and that's not just a one-off situation. I, I do know other um, Asian families where the oldest siblings, and I'm not the oldest sibling, so I'm not speaking about myself, mm-hmm. but I do know at times my oldest sister perhaps felt like she had to be the second mother and take mm-hmm. care of the whole family and shoulder the responsibility. And I've never asked her this, but... Um, she may or may not have felt like an investment. But I do know that other friends of mine who were the oldest sibling did feel like their parents treated them as an investment more than a child. There could be people like that, but I have to say, um, <clears throat> this is my 25th years of um, you know, running to a nonprofit senior centers. And from the 25 years I have exposed to talking to seniors, uh, people who retire, 
I don't see that. At least for the one that shows up. I mean, it's a unique demographic, right? The one that actually come to a, a center and be with their friends. I would say from my experience talking to them, that they feel like it is just their responsibility to, that I gave my kids the opportunity. Now, don't get me wrong. I've heard some, you know, know, know of some horrific cases where the kids abandoned their parents and, um, you know, um, and in fact causes a lot of, uh, co- you know, uncomfortable conversation with, within, the, within that population. But by and large, I think that the seniors that I've been dealing with for the last 25 years, they pretty much are all saying, yeah, I'm here to give my kids a better life, no matter, you know, what, what whatever happened afterward. Have you heard of scenarios where the children no longer cares for the parents, where they don't even visit them? Oh, plenty of, absolutely. I think some intentional. But what are their thoughts? I'm, I'm curious as to know. I've heard the children's side of things. Oh, my mom and dad's so toxic. I just can't deal with their negativity. They don't understand me and they disown their parents. Or I have my own family now and they kind of forget about, unintentionally forget about their parents because they're just so wrapped up in their own lives. The American way being here, right? What is What is the story on the other end of that? They just felt like, you know, they have failed. That they, you know, some of them, they blame... They blame themselves? The parents the failed. Parents blame, they yeah, think some of the seniors blame failed. themselves. At that age? Holy yeah, God, they blame horrible. themselves. Right? I'm, I mean, some of this situation, it's and also, um, they also understand uh, how society, how com- they have a better handle of dealing with adversity than most people do. So, for example... When the separation happened from the kids is that they found a job in the Midwest. They found a job upstate. They found a job outside of New York City. But the parents, they want to be in New York City. They want to be with their friends. They don't want to move out there to be, in, in their word, you know, in, in jail, you know. Right. Uh, you know. Um, so they, so in that way, they just feel like, hey, that's, at least they, t- they feel in comfort that I, at least I gave them that chance. And so they're not going to spend more time with me, but at least I don't have to worry about them. They're okay. Now, there are other situations where, is you know, this is another true situation, right? It's where um, they, the kid lost it, the son lost their job, and someone would go to them, don't worry, why don't you start a business? Um, but I have no money. Oh, take a mortgage from your, <laughs> from your house. Have your moms get a mortgage. So now they... From the parents' house. From the parents' house, because they right. don't own a home. So now they took a mortgage. Out of, not every business... How many... What's was, was the success rate of, of business startups, right? So we have seen those cases where now they have to go back and tell mom, sorry, mom, I, we have to move out because... Right? We, you know, so now we actually have attorneys to explain to the parents how you can protect yourself by making sure that your, you know, that your um, right to stay in that building is protected, you know, so, but they are open to that, you know, I, I've seen situations like that, but, you know, they just go, oh, oh, you got so jai, blah, 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 and then they just move on. That's it, they just get a That's bad slap boy. On slap That's on the wrist, like, okay. Right. <laughs> you bad boy. And so all is, all is forgiven, basically. If I did that, forgiven. if I did that, do you know what my parents would do to me? Mm. What would your parents do to you if you did that? You know, I you just as, you just short sale their as, home as, or as much it. as as much as my my mom nags me, she I know she loves me. So even if I did something like that, I think she would be like, "Soi jai," and everything would be That's kind of it? forgiven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. Oh no, I would get killed. <laughs> I would get killed, man. I just own you. I could be eighty years old if I did that to them. I'll be killed. But you have to think about the life experience of these seniors, right? They saw. You know, like the the grandma who was set on fire. You know, she saw bombs dropped on her. Mm. You know, they escaped poverty like you don't believe, right? Took her three weeks to get back into Toisan from Hong Kong, when the norm right in today is like a two hour trip. Yeah. Right. So then you come to America. You 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 know you have another another one of the other ladies. Um, you know, she's a doctor. The cultural mm. revolution. She lost her job. She just, just cannot practice anymore. Half her doctor friends were killed during the Cultural Revolution. 
Then you come here instead where she just used to suture and, and save patients. She end up here working with her, with her mom in a factory cutting threads in, in, in a restaurant. So in, in a common factory, right? So if that's their life experience, they can, this stuff, they can endure a lot. They can endure. Well, you know what? You know. Maybe Toysan's are more relaxed about that culturally because I'm FJ. I'm I'm, I'm Fujian Fujinese. I tell you right now, I don't know any Fujinese parents that'll play that. You come back mm-hmm. home, you tell them you zeroed out their mortgage, or or they're fully paid home and now it's been repossessed. Uh, I'm FJ sorry. parents, live on I the street. don't know any FJ parents that'll take that. Uh, they will whoop your butt. Like you will, you're done. Well, that's what I mean. I think the life experience, what they what they endure, what they saw, right? Um, like here's another example, you know, not a true story, right? Um, some kids disown, and I wonder what would I do if I were this kid, right? So she owns a building, this lady, but she goes out. She's a canner. She goes out and collect cans. She owns a building and she, she collects owns cans. Collects cans. She goes out and collect cans. Now, just because they own a building, you got to remember they work in a factory, so there's no pension, right? So she's basically don't feel like it's right to raise the rent for her tenants. So they're all living there. So she's really providing public housing mm. for the city of New York, right? Yeah. So she feels like, hey, I gotta, you know, I gotta save up for the better day. She noticed she knows her bills are going up, property tax and everything else, right? The buildings pay off, the property tax, water, everything's going up. So she feel like I gotta work again. So if I'm sitting home, I don't just go, she, she goes and collect cans, right? And then when she died, they find out there's so much money that, you know, she has so much cash stashed away. Um, but, you know, the, the the daughter disowned her, you know, she moved out. Why did the daughter disown her? I didn't have a chance to talk to them, but she basically says, you know, they, you know, they again, we don't want to bring up uncomfortable conversation, right? She comes to the center, right, right. she eats, she's happy, she go collect cans, we'll make sure she's safe. That's what she wants to do. But I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of... Um, you know, that's why when all of these attacks that happen in our community and people talk about, you know, the, the mental states of people perpetrating, you know, what about the mental state of people in our own community, right? This daughter of her who feels uncomfortable with her mom collecting cans to the point that she moved away and, you know, willing to walk away from everything. And now the, the, the mother continues to collect cans because she feels like she want to make sure that you know, do something for her daughter, you know. So where does, how is that ever going to get resolved? How is that ever going to get addressed? And I don't think that's unique to her. You know, it happens. Wow. Cutting cutting off your, your, your family off just, just because, I guess you disagree. Um, I mean, like, from my own personal experience, my mom collects cans. I always, I, I, I always criticize her. I, you know, I, 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 t- I tell her, like, there's no need for that. She doesn't need to do it. But I would never cut her off because she continues to do that it's I just mean, but this lady i'm talking yeah. about carrying oh know, like a full like load full load right? of oh, the, like, wait what to what extent because there's levels to can collect oh okay you got one oh, no, one bag you got one that was just one like plastic a simple bag. plastic bag simple plastic bag <laughs> where they're just trying to recycle a little bit but if my yeah, honestly but then you got one that's like yeah. it looks like they could buy a playstation like they yeah, straight yeah. up got a broomstick yeah, yeah, across yeah. their back yeah. too humongous hefty yeah. bags yeah. and then they got a shopping cart full right. of cans right. and they're rolling up in the street like that right. like is it it's not that bad it's not that bad no okay. it's, but know, uh, but again no matter what level i don't see to where the extent, it's appropriate yeah, where, you, where you where you just say screw you mom i'm yeah. embarrassed like even as an adult like yeah. you just kind of go either. yeah you know like you got to understand where your parents came from Right. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that she came from nothing. That's why she has some type of hoarding mentality mm. or where she never feels good enough or she doesn't feel like she has enough. It's a lack of a lack of and, something. And in their world, they're like, you're willing to give me five cents for every can I got. Right. That's and a free. great deal. And, and in their mind, and in, pe- in their mind, it's free. I get to walk around. Right. I get to. And I'm but, helping out. I'm helping out. You know, I'm helping out. So, right. You know, if you go to China. um, it, Hong Kong, right? It's not unusual to see, pe- you know, old ladies collecting boxes, and you know, it's 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 it's, it's a job, um, you know. And um, I mean, I don't want people to think that hey, all of these people collecting cans have a home. They're also a lady that I know who collect cans because she, one of these lady, was kicked out from um, the Bowery, right? 
uh, 80, 80, 89, 85 Bowery, I think that's the building. But, um, and I'm like, why are you still working? You know, how come you don't have any, um, you know, food stamp or anything like that? And she says, well, I'm still sponsoring my kids over. I'm like, you are 70 years old. Your husband is 80. What? And you, yep, they're not on any, you know, subsidies, right? Entitlement, nothing. Because they know that if they want to sponsor to give a better life to um, her kids in, in China, to sponsor them over to this country, that the, she, she doesn't want to be on, on uh, you know, collecting, you know, uh, welfare. And she works. So her work is, you know, so I would help her get some jobs, hand out flyers, right? Um, but rest of the time, she collects cans. She collects cans so that at least they can get a meal. She, you know, she, and this is really, so there's people who are actually doing that. Again, the whole theme of, I'm still going to give my, my kids the best shot in life. That's rough, man. That's rough because you would hope that at the age of 70 or 80, I mean, just going to the typical age of what we would classify as retirement, that you would at least be in some sort of comfort or you get to travel the world. Uh, you told me that you were just in, in Scotland and traveling for a full month. Um, and it just seemed like, yeah, I just decided to come back to New York. I mean, that, that is the dream for me when I get older, right? It's just buying a one-way ticket and going anywhere I want not to continue to do something that I don't want or, or worse than that, just barely, barely surviving. That just sounds horrible. And, and the children, to, to know that their parents are, are, are still struggling at that age, I mean, that just, that must feel like, I mean, that's pretty shitty. That breaks, that breaks my heart. I mean, like that's, Every time I see one of them carrying yeah. those little bags in the street, I, my heart just like, you well, know. yeah, one of my dreams was like uh, when I was growing up, I, you know, living in a tenement apartment, I always wanted to get out there and work and, and, and provide for my family and, and get them out of the neighborhood and buy a house for them. So they so they, you know, kind of living the American dream, which was kind of instilled in me growing up, you know, growing up here. And that was that was, you know, something that I, I strive to to provide for my family. All right. No, even my trip out in Scotland really was to be supportive to my daughter, right? So I, you know, she's got a couple of performances in school and I, you know, would stretch out. So I just make sure that I, I, I got to be there to, to show some support. And again, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to do that. But it never, then again, it, it hits home, you know, when I hear about this fire recently on, on Mulberry Street, right? Mm -hmm. um, where two people die. Right. It was a, a 91, 92 year old um, lady with dementia right. and her son, who was, I guess, in the 50s, 50s, in his 50s. 50s. And he also was dealing with some sort of issue. Right. right. But the caregiver, the home care tenant was 67. Oh, wow. Oh, Still gosh. working. She is working to take care of, you know, think about that environment. Mm. Right. Um, so when people said, oh, you know. These guys were, you know, things were so cutter, right? These guys are hoarding and the, 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 the uh, fire department was throwing things out the window so we can get to them. Think about it, right? With all that said, did anyone think about this lady 67 years old and she's spending 24 hours a day taking care of these two in 91-year-old, right? And is one talking to her like, okay, what happens after that? You know, so um, it's tough. It, it's it's tough to, 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 you know, so I know of people like that. And there are seniors who come to our center who are still working, right? Um, so and does that 67-year-old, I mean, she probably has kids. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, that must. She's supporting her kids. Yeah, that, her that particular somehow. one, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know her directly, but I know there are uh, seniors who are at our center who, who, are, who are working. You know, some of the ladies that you see in the pushing the dim sum cards. Don, I want to go back. When you say uh, they have regrets, you heard you spoke with a few of them uh, in your senior center, and they have expressed regret on how they raised their children. What 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 type of regrets? Did they ever go into detail about that? Like, what, did they regret how they 
raise them or do they regret uh, not giving them enough or do they regret giving them too much most of them would regret not finding a better environment for them to be in so you have to remember the one the seniors that we care for um, are from the South Brooklyn area right they live along the Brighton lines ships at bay so um, they feel like you know we move out from Chinatown but so much is removed from them also that my kid doesn't really, you know, now they're living in um, a different part of New York City that doesn't give a sense of their own cultural identity. Maybe if they were more, get a more Chinese culture in them that they will, they will treat me a little bit differently, but they're more American, so to speak. So it, did my move to put them in a different environment, did that, you know, I, I gain one part that they, so there's this certain level of conflict that they got a better life they on their own but then now they're you know they're gone now they're gone yeah. now they're separated that that relationship that's one of my concerns about being a father that i'm so close with with my kids and i'm real big on family and i'm, just, I'm real big on family whether it's blood or not if like i mean norm you know some of my friends i consider my brothers and i'm real big on that and um, it would pain me to know that my kids no longer are interested in hanging out with me or seeing me like they don't miss me. And I know that's just part of life or the American culture where you um, have to schedule each other in, mm -hmm. right? Whereas over in, in, in other countries, it's just normal to have everyone under one roof, a full house, so to speak, right? right. Yeah. Or um, still having the respect for your elders, for your for your mom and dad, your grandparents, taking care of everyone. It's, it has more of a, a village type feel, like a, I guess, small company, right? It's very intimate. Mm -hmm. And for somehow, somehow when we're here, the culture is very big, right? There's so much going on in this in this bubble that we're in that we tend to forget about the people that got us here. Right. Yeah. And and then we come up with reasons, some of them very valid, but some of them it's a bit of a stretch where we say, oh, my mom and dad didn't do this. Like I, I spoke with someone and they got really mad that their parents wasn't able to pay for their college fully. So then they had to settle for NYU. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Or okay. I, I kid you not. Yeah. I kid you not. That's weird because uh, when I was growing up, I never, I never expected my parents to actually front me money to go to college. Same here. It was, it was like if I wanted to go to college, I, I just, I just, and they never said this to me. I, 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 it's my responsibility, you know. If I wanted to go, it's my responsibility. I never don't any, and, and they never said anything to me or even forced me to, you know, to go to college. No, not to go to college, but to, to oh, say like, like wow. oh, we'll give you the money to go to college. So that, I don't know, it's strange to me. To uh, it was a expect given. Expect that. It yeah. was a given because I have uh, older siblings. Yeah. And I'm basically, I knew. You already knew. Historically, by time, by, historically by, you by, knew. By the time my name was up, there was no more money left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was, the well was dry. Mm -hmm. I'll just put it that way. I, I need all the loan programs yeah. uh, possibly available for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it all worked out. Yeah. Right. I, I did pay my own, my own way through college. I did. If you remember, we were roommates. I was working damn yeah. near full time. Yeah. Um, Circuit City. Uh, damn near for I was working. Uh, so I went to. I took like sixteen to eighteen credits per semester. We were all jealous because you had the the highest paying job. I had <laughs> yeah. the highest paying job, but I also worked thirty nine point five hours a week. Wow. And full why? Time, full, almost full time. Almost full time. Half yeah. an hour short of full time. Why? No, they didn't want to pay your benefits, right? Bingo. Yeah. But that's how, you know, but again, you know, I'm, I'm older than you guys, much older than you guys. So the thing is, like my generation, um, being the first one to go to college, all the teacher would say to you, hey, make sure you take a job that will be part of what you're studying. It needs to be relevant. Right. Don't just make money. But then when my dad passed away, you know, what are my options? Right. So I'm waiting tables at uh, Hopley. Um, from six to six in the morning. That's when Chinatown restaurants went. Mm. Then I said, "Wow, I still got to get a job that's relevant to what I'm doing. I'm studying uh, accounting, so I signed up for Federation Stores to be a audit 
clerk to audit their 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 the cash receipts. So I would wake up on a Saturday to get to the department store at around in DeKalb Avenue at around um, eight in the morning. I work till four. I get up at four, and then go home, sleep at an hour, and then go to Hopley, and then till six in the morning the next day. You know, but again, when you are, but there's hope. That's you know, you you know that you just have to tough this out. And when you look at your parents, you look at all the people in Chinatown, and you say, "Well, they they have it infinitely worse than me." Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, not yes. even close. Right? Like not I, even close, right? my parents had it, like you said, infinitely worse. It's like we can't even compare the two. I mean, there was just, imagine having to, trying to leave where you're currently at to another country where you don't speak the language Mm -hmm. because you think that there's a better opportunity for you to raise a family and for yourself out there. Right. And then when you're there, you're a foreigner, you're discriminated against, and jobs are extremely limited Mm -hmm. because you just... You just you don't, don't have, have the qualifications. You don't have the skills, yeah. Yeah, and you don't speak the right. language. Mm-hmm. It's not and a then, choice, right? And and say, fuck all that and still make it. Yeah, and provide for your family, Ooh, too. How bad is that? That's bad. Yeah, they're the badass. That's, That's bad, bad, man. So, but I, you know. I got, then, respect then, then. For, I got respect for that. I got a lot of respect for that. Now, I understand that some of the parenting can be fucked up. Very toxic, right? Where it was physical. We got. I mean, we joke around it, but we get hit with the feather dusters, the plant holding whip thingies, <laughs> yeah. the, the hangers, the mm-hmm. slippers, whatever the they can get. Of the the belts. Yeah, like we got hit, and I get that. Like for a lot of people, that that can be mentally traumatizing. But, but I mean, it is tougher. On one end, mentally distraught. On one end, I heard some people thinking about getting another beating. Stop me from mm. hanging out with the wrong crowd, right? Stop me from not taking school seriously. I don't believe in that. I personally don't subscribe to that philosophy. I think it's outdated. I think there's better ways ways of encouraging your child's um, decision-making and outcome without physically harming them. But mm. again, you got to keep in mind, a lot of these people have no college education and where they come from was way rougher and they got either beat or neglected. Mm-hmm. And that almost seems, believe it or not, mild compared to where they came from. Right. When you're talking about being raised in the 50s versus the 80s, 80s and 90s yeah. and now 2020s, you know, it's, it's big. I and mean, you just look at the technological shift. You look at the cultural shift and the parental shift. And I'm not saying to do that for just your parents, but for yourself, because I know some people well into their 30s and even 40s and they can't get over it. Mm. They're so consumed by this that they, they don't even they don't feel they're not giving themselves permission to forgive and they're not giving themselves permission to love mm-hmm. as well and to receive love. Mm-hmm. Even at this age, they're so guarded and closed because of it. And I'm saying, if you can't just forgive them, try to get some closure on that and move on with your life. You know, and it's easier said than done. It's a different type of bitterness. Like, you know, our, really our parents' generation, they ate bitter so that we can thrive. And then if, 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 if that caused harm, you know, in the in in their kids' generation, then they they have a different type of bitter, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing is also, you know, there was a life lesson that I hear from this one of the seniors during the pandemic. You know, I'm going back there. One of the seniors walking out and in, 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 you know, go walking to the center. I said, "Oh, so so happy to see you." Um, and I said, um, "You know," he said, "Well, you know how it is, Don. You know, there's going to be dining. Oh, you know how it is, Jujek." He goes, when I'm home, uh, my eyes are not as good and my hearings are not as good. So I took it literally. I said, are you okay? Did you go see a doctor? Did you do anything? He says, no, I don't mean it that way. I said, what did you mean? He goes, when you are a senior at home, you know, there's certain things that happen that I don't like. I just pretend I don't see it. And there's certain thing I hear it, I just pretend I don't hear it. And that's why I love coming to the center because here we're all equal. I can have my conversation. If I hear something I don't like to, that here, I will. I can. I can give my point of view. If I see something I don't agree with, I will. I will say something, right? So you know that gave me the sense like, yeah, you know, all these been a tough twenty five years, but that's what the meaning is. Do you give see them that independence? What type of advice do you usually hear? I hear forgiveness, right? Like you said, I think they want me to do that. Uh, you know, the crazy part is that 
what's the most painful thing is when a parent, you know, when you lose a you lose, you lose your child. Right? Oh yeah, I don't think parents are supposed to outlive their kids. Right, the kids are supposed to bury the parents. So when you were in a community center for twenty five years with four thousand registered members, there are instances where that happens, and it's um, you know the first time that uh, when when I heard about you know so and so's daughters have cancer. I was freaking out. I said, well, "What am I going to do? What do I say? What do I say to them?" You know, when I walk in there, what do I say to them? I know them for so many years, and now um, you have some seniors who are really strong and knows how to deal with um, you know life and death. Um, and I think them being together and having those experience, um, it build a much stronger community that they actually know how to deal with it and then when the other seniors saw that you know this one of their friends just lost 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 the daughter all the problem seems to go away you know all the that's why it's like a surgery it's enough to to you know everything um, else seems small in comparison they, you, things could be much worse and they're just from that point on they it seems like they're grateful absolutely i think my you know, I did not start out 25 years ago and say, let's do this. Trust me, that wasn't it, right? It was completely accidental. Um, you know, a Chinese-American conservative Republican and an African-American, you know, Luther Mook, and an African-American, Roland Hill, who is a um, <clears throat> civil rights activist, African-American. And they said, you know, Don, your people are being uh, disrespected in the community. We need to do something. And I'm like, come on, you know, Roland, I can't. He said, listen, if I'm fighting for your people, I think you should too, right? And he kind of shamed me into this. I have to say, you know, it's one of the best 25 years experience that I have just to see, you know, what life is like. It sounds like that was a catalyst for you to moving into the world of Asian activism. I think that Asian activism started very early on when I was in elementary school, right, in the school gym. Um, you know, you have the you got the Ching Chong stuff. You got the Are you Bruce Lee? Do you know Kung Fu part? Right? Where finally I did learn Kung Fu. At least say yes to one of those two questions. Um, but in gym, and you know that you know all the white kids, Italian kids in Chinatown, and um, then when you when you go to when we go to junior high school, um, you know you have all the um, black and brown kids. You know dodgeball you know, basketball, in gym, you know, you see the fear in the eyes of, not just fear, you see the Chinese kids, especially the immigrant kids, they have just given up. It's like, Damn, let me stand know, out bro. there, let the ball hit me, I go to the sideline. I love they gym. Don't want, they don't right? want to be but in the, the game a, anymore. The Asian kids I went to school with seemed to like, like for the most part, love gym too. Like that was right. one of like, the Except for dodgeball. Oh, I love dodgeball. When you are getting, you know, when you are, you when when they see all the kids getting beat up, they just go, you know what, you know. So there's group of us who says, no, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna represent, right? We're gonna fight back, Hmm. right? Uh, So when we play soccer, you know, we'll like we'll know what to do, right? We we know how to get even with with that stuff. So um, I think even at that age, you know, you 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 know, that's what's going on. And when I went to Sewer Park High School. Um, I remember saying to the principal, I said, you know, how come, why are we, the Chinese kids, not getting the kind of a, a fair uh, uh, services that we got? Um, you know, because I see all of these uh, kids in, in, in um, Sewer Park who never been to Washington, D.C., have no idea, outside of Chinatown. So we organized, the student body organized trips to get them out to um uh, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and so forth, right? Because the parent would not trust them during those times with the gangs and everything else that they go anywhere on their own. But if it's sanctioned by the school, they'll let them go. So, right. so from necessity, true. we actually ended up doing that. Um, and then I said to the principal, I said, you know, why do I have to do all this shit, right? Why I am said, I doing your job? Why am I doing your job? I said, you know, half the kids. He goes, no, 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 Don, you, you're wrong. You're not half the population here. It's just that of the 30% of you, 100% of you show up. The other 75%, half of them show up. 
So you look like you got more people, but you don't. So the budget, so I said, so what are you doing? So you, you're budgeting, you know, for people who don't show up or you're going to care for the people who are actually here. So mm. just from school, you know, I, you feel that, you sense that. Um, there are some teachers who, you know, obviously supporting us and to say, yeah, you know, go ahead. Organize it with the local, um, um, you know, travel agency to, to do these bus trips and stuff. Um, so even yeah. at an early age, I see this. When you're talking about communities like Chinatown in New York City, what's going on with the mega jail, when you're talking about what's going on in California with the crimes, uh, do you see that it's it's there are a lot of similarities? Yeah, because I think, you know, like I said, going off from elementary school, PS 130 all the way to Seward to NYU, um, things were progressively better, right? From getting beat up to being in intramural, you know, to all the other good stuff. Um, getting a job, like you say, able to travel. And then this last two and a half year, you're going to say, oh, shit, we have regress. All the worst thing that happened, the bullying at that level, people no longer are concerned about being racist. And, and it's not just the perpetrators, the people on the sideline, right? There's a, you recently, we are fighting this, um, the 10th, Four more homeless shelters in Chinatown. All right, they're going to push. Mm-hmm. And, and then Chinatown we, already has six. Oh, they have six, yeah. right? And not just not just um, homeless shelters. We also have a lot of drug rehab centers, mm-hmm. uh, harm reduction centers, jails. There's right? already you, a jail, right? There's <laughs> already two. You have the federal one, and then you, that's the city one, and into two buildings. So if you you add up all of these institutions, and then when we say, hey. You're putting in a homeless shelter that's replacing a viable four-star rated hotel that's a block away from where Christina Lee was murdered. And you guys think that's okay? And then when we raise issues, we're called NIMBY. When we, you know, you can hear the comments, people in chat, then you hear people like, and these are your liberal people from the village, right? Who said, Oh, people in Chinatown think they don't want anything. Oh, they want to be there. They're isolated. They're insulated. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow. Nothing Can, can you explain NIMBY? Uh, what's the acronym for that for those? Uh, not in my neighborhood. Right. Right. Okay. Not in my backyard. Not yeah, in right. my backyard. Yeah. Right. Not in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Right. So NIMBY. So, um, and I'm like, but it is in our backyard. Right. Mm-hmm. We have all this in our backyard. Um, so it's, um, it's. Again, what really pains me is when I saw not so much, I expect the city to be irresponsible, right? Have they been responsible, we would not have the crisis that we are experiencing in homelessness, the criminal justice reform, you know? So the politicians have done a fail us badly. But what's feel, really painful you... is the other comments from what we thought were other people looking for this on the, on the sideline. Then you can see unfilter what their thoughts are that to me like the lack of action is what speaks volumes it's not what they said before the elections is their actions afterwards it's the actions but or lack thereof deeper than that if you look at the comments like nbc did a report on uh nbc news did a report on on the protest and then you see all the comments they put people put down on those reports right the local newspaper put in a put in a uh, story about that, and it's funny. The local newspaper just put in like Chinatown against the jail or something like that. But I said it's not just Chinatown, you know. Yeah, it's, you're making it a race issue. It's literally too. It's it's, it's literally all the- it's a it's a viable it's a community yeah. fighting for survival, right? So if they just say the Chinatown Little Italy community, I would say wow, they're looking at at it objectively, but when they say Chinatown fighting this stuff, they're looking at it from, from, from a race point of view, mm-hmm. right? Because now they're not, and even though Little Italy had people who uh, testify at the same uh, public hearing that this report was written about, they conveniently excluded, right? So is it intentional or did they just, you know, it's a more to the of a, point it's a that they don't, even, story they just... don't even see it? You know, is it they, they intentionally don't, they, did they happen to just not, you know, like 
things that happen in, in, in front of us, we might not see certain things. Right? Is it implicit? So right. what are your thoughts of Mayor Adams? Because we had Joe on without holding any punches. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it because he felt like, and a lot of people of Chinatown and New Yorkers in general just feel like they were bamboozled, uh, to use Joe's words. I don't think so. I think, you know, you got to give him a chance, right? You expect someone to walk in, it's, you know, it's April now, right? Within four months to undo all the damages that were done, right? Um, you know, to put that all on one man's shoulder, I don't think it's, 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 it's right. Um, um, so I, I think, I believe the mayor has, um, he's doing what he can. And he gave a lot of clues of what things should be, right? And we need to support. I think we need to look into that and, and, and in partnership with it. Now, I have had, if he continue to, if he have done certain things that's just like uh, wrong, for example, let me just, you know, uh, calling a Chinese racist and do away with the SHSAT because we are overrepresented. You know, that to me, it's 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 that a was the previous mayor. That was the previous mayor, right? right. So sh- shit like that, I will call him out. But give them a chance, right? Give them a chance. Um, and then we as a community also have our own responsibility, right? Just like those kids that I grew up with in uh, elementary school, some of them decide to let me just throw my arm out there, then I'm out on the sideline. There are other who says, Don, let's come together. Let's, you know, let's, let's represent, all right? Mm. So we just need to get, you know, all we hear is people saying, oh, let me just hit and let me just get hit and then let me sit on the sideline. I think we need more people to come out and say, let's take this shit on. I think Joe's big problem with Mayor Adams why he says bamboozled was because during his campaign he promised certain things that would not happen in Chinatown like the mega jail and it seems that that hasn't been consistent with what's going on currently and I think that's part of his frustration and the people that's living in Chinatown having to deal with that when they felt that they were voting for the right candidate that were going to protect their interests did they? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the voting number is. Did they all vote? Did they all vote for Eric Adams, or he just happened to be the mayor? So I don't know that number, right? But what about how about keeping a company in our own community? The mayor said it, and I mean, I don't. I agree with you. I think the easiest thing for him to do is like, you know, this is bullshit. Just you know, let's just restart this thing over again. But what he said was, our administration will follow the law. The City Council introduced this law. We're following that. So why don't we ask our legislature, right, like Chris Mate, why don't Chris, why don't you introduce some law to say that law is bad? Let's change it. He told you what you need to do, right? So why are we only calling him uh, a liar? Who, Mayor Adams? Right. Calling Ma- calling and, not Chris Adams, and not Chris Marte. Because we had Chris Marte the, the, the on council, before. Council, council right? uh, the councilman for yeah. this district. But we had Chris, Chris Marte on before. And he said that he was going to protect the interest of the, the community here. And he did push back. And he appears, from what I can see on social media and other people that I speak with, um, that he's against the mega jail. Uh, all the actions, he's been physically there protesting against it, speaking out loudly against this. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Well, that's, that. yeah, but that's what any one of us can do, right? I mean, look, like, we got 10 people arrested trying to stop them. From, you know, Chris wasn't one of the people who got arrested, right? Not that I want, not that I think getting arrested is the, the solution. My point is, as an elected official, as a city council member, there's a lot more things you can do you cannot just do, be, do the law. Do, do the, the law. law. Yeah. He should he should be co- collaborating with, you know, you have a new city council that came on board, right? It's 35 new members, whatever the number is. Why don't you get them together and say, hey, look, this is a this, this law was written before in the previous administration, and we need to change that. So do you think that this mega jail being built is also on Chris? I think he can do something about it. He can do a lot more. He can introduce that. If the mayor says, I'm following the law, then he told you. Then, then change. Then introduce law that the mayor will have to follow. So you think that Chris can, Chris has enough power where he can stop Mayor Adams or whoever's responsible for this mega he jail? Can, he can certainly try. 
He can certainly say, Mr. Mayor, if you think the law is what you need, I'm going to introduce the law. Why don't you and I work together, Mr. Mayor, and introduce the law to fix this for the community? Like fair share, like making that a stipulation, like that there's certain element that within that proposal that we can find an alternative to to, to provide for. Do you the, think that it'll, it'll be taken seriously? I think for he he have to take himself seriously, right? But when he during his inauguration said that he had he had a conversation with the mayor and the mayor said he's not that the mega jail is not going to happen. He said that, right? And what about uh, Yuli Nu? What about Brian Kavanaugh? What about Nita Velasquez? What about all these other people who get a slice of this community? Why are we just going after that one person and not, you know? These are the people being represented in the company for multiple years. Don't you think it's easier for to get to to get them to support to 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 represent what the committee want? So they why just do you ask think the new guy? So why do you think the Chinatown's jail is being built? The Chinatown's are being being built just like the homeless shelters are being built because the city of New York and politicians know that there's nothing that people don't want in their neighborhood, and this is the one community that will not know how to fight back. Or have the ability to fight back, mm. and sadly, so far, they seem to be right. So you, so you think that the mayors, the councilmen, don't know how to fight back, or are they in cahoots? They're saying that just the people, the community, don't know how to fight back. I think that the community knows how to fight back. The community is fighting back. We're forming, um, you know, that we will be taking actions. Right? We are interviewing lawyers, and we will be taking actions. But if you what what I noticed over the year, um, you know, taking home crisis committees for for example in Brooklyn, I have all the support from the local elected officials to to support our center. Here we're in Chinatown. Other than people showing up at one to protest and questions the approach of the selection process, no one's speaking out against the mega jail as is flat out, right? And no one is introducing legislation to say that's got to stop. All right. They're not even trying. So you think that they're just doing a dog and pony show. They're putting on what looks nice on social media. They're showing up to the protests, but they're actually not doing anything that's going to stop it when they have the power to. They, they definitely have the power to do it. Or, or maybe. Or even postpone will. it from happening. All right. Because if he, right, if he introduced his legislation and said, hey, let me talk to the city council speaker and say, Madam Speaker, you know, this is, you know, we, we need to rethink this, this situation. This is the harm that's going to cause this community. You cannot, you know, you have to wait what you gain and what you're going to lose. And then, you know, you're gaining so, are you really helping criminal justice reform by building this mega jail? We don't know. But what we do know for sure is that you built this jail, you're going to decimate you know, this community. So it's not just physically, but the mental, like we continue, you know, like your question earlier, you know, do I look back at the changes? It's like our company continue to be beat down, right? Like you don't matter. I don't give a shit, right? And I think we need to, we need to fight those fights. So you think that Mayor Adams and the councilman, Chris Marte, can do enough, but they're not. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Is this incompetent? Don't know how to do it? Or don't want to do it? I really don't know. All I know is that it's not being done. I think the mayor, obviously, from a political point of view, how he's going to go against things that are laying in motion, right? That I think he, he, he would need the support, right, from people to say, to point out to him why it's wrong, um, and then present another solution, right? For some of the protesters to say, uh, let's keep Rikers open as a solution. That's that's a non-starter. Or do you think there's a bigger voice controlling them, saying, "Hey, go with it"? The probably is right. I mean, what I hear is that uh, you know there are plans for Rikers to be a football stadium. That's okay. news to me. I, I haven't heard. So that. it sounds like there's money. Involved. There's there's alternative motives in the, in effect here. So yeah. Rikers money Island to be made. is they, they for who the Jets. I don't the Jets know. And, right now, it's in battles for New York City. Right? They're they're not, the Jets, yeah. right? The Jets and the Giants. They don't have the no stadium. They don't have yeah, a stadium. Jersey. Right. right. They couldn't get the Olympics under Bloomberg. So they know they're going to fight all these other places. So 
you know, again, I believe, I, you know, I heard that through one of the, um, yeah, one of the inside, the inside people. Yeah. So that's interesting. So follow the money, follow the paper trail. Right. So, but then again, if we are looking into that, I think, but to try to fight that part, it's not going to happen, right? Um, you know, all this activism, and I always say to people, I don't think our community will ever have the political power because by definition, we are Chinese Americans, right? Asian Americans is 18% of populations and Chinese is half of that, right? So how are you going to ever get that, you know, so lack of political... Uh, lack of, you know, political uh, force, you know, is public shame, right? And talk about, are you really solving the problem of criminal justice reform by building a, a building a, a, a mega jail? And I think that discussion need to need to be had, right? So you think it's more of a financial incentive and other type of people outside forces lobbying to have that um, for something else, so that. They can replace uh, the jail and relocate it to a community that wouldn't know how to strike back. That's what it sounds like to me. But it's not just the money part. Everyone thinks it's money. Of course, there's money involved. But if you look at the politicians, right, they need to do something. You know, the election cycle, it's, they got to say, I did something. So the blouse have to say, I'm, I'm doing something. So what is that something? I'm putting up a new jail. I'm going to close Rikers. Is it going to work? It doesn't matter. But I got to do... What else is it going to do? So do they win political points for that overall? Yeah. Because they're doing something. They're they're promising. And and they're they're making a promise of something that will happen. And and I think people in Chinatown need to... You know, for me, who grew up in Chinatown, I was here like Joe and other people when they put up that new uh, center. It was an empty lot. New Columbus Park, the... Yeah, the, 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 what the 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 uh, Manhattan Detention Center they're taking down yep. was built from the ground up, and you were there part of that process. We were part well. of that. Pro- you know, we were. That was a kid then, and you know that we, we saw it there, right? So I think that the 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 question is, we should say to them, our experience have told me, when Mayor Koch checked that box and say, "I'm putting a new building because it was solved," it didn't happen. Right now, we're watching the same movie again mm. right we're watching the same bullshit being played out and it's not going to happen how is it going to be any different you know so and do you think it's going to be any different this time no so it's going to happen this mega jail whether the community no no, no. Oh, or is, it, gonna... is it going to make I said uh, my thought your question is the mega jail going to make a different criminal justice reform the answer is no um, is it going to differ? I still believe we can we can, we can stop this so it's Look, not going to be history repeating itself it all depends on how bad we want it right the community. What would the community have to do in order to stop this? I think we all show up, right? When four, 10 people get arrested, you know, like... If it should 10, be 100 people. should be 100 people. Yeah. should be 1,000 people, right? Like, not for nothing, hey, Chris, where's your posse, right? When you, you know, all the people that went to your inauguration who said, when you announced that this, well, where, why, why don't you bring them back? Right? Why is only the 10 people that got arrested and you're on the sideline holding a bullhorn? Right? Where is uh, Yuli Nu? Right? Who's uh, UN for? Well, she's a state assembly person. Right? Okay. And where's Kevin Bryan? I, I think I saw her in one of the pictures. She was kneeling down in front of the, I guess, the bulldozer or whatever. Yeah, and what, and what, can, what can she do? Just for those that may not be aware of everyone that d- doesn't live. In and this community, I think listening outside of New if York, if you're elected, clearly there are people who you did a successful campaign. I don't want you know. Let's make sure we recognize that, right? Mm-hmm. So you get all those votes. Why would you use your pulpit to speak to your constituent and say this is wrong? For those of you who elected me, I need you to also help fight for my community. Mm-hmm. To fight for your community, but Norm just mentioned something. She was on her knees in front of a bulldozer. Do you think that's just for show? For sure, definitely, because she can do a lot more than that, right? <laughs> By like, a, I mean, like, a, I should, like, a, like, 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 pen to paper. You're saying if it's I were to show more. up, all uh-huh. I can do is, you know, do the same thing that she's doing because I don't have 
a following, right? So am you're I saying gonna, that wins political points. Right? It's all, am I well, gonna say, I mean, political I can, points, it's but a dog also, and pony show. But also like, the power of social media. You can galvanize the public by what doing is the ask? Like Are you showing an image that, you know, I'm standing in front of this stuff, right? Let me do a good image. What is the ask? I'm standing up here. I want everyone who, who voted for me to come out and stand with me or kneel with me. The, right? the message wasn't clear. You're no, saying, there was yeah. there was no message. The message is, I'm here too. Hmm. Right? So they can do a lot more. You know, you don't get elected. You know, you get elected, you can do a lot more than just that. I mean, you know, we're no, I'm a nobody. And, you know, I can get, I can get at least 10, 20 people to show up. You elected, you can't get more people to show up? Seriously? Yeah, I, I know some guys down the block that get 10, 20 people to show up. Right? Who's to say that she or Chris hasn't brought a few people to show up with them? I don't see them. Did you? Norm, did you see them? Uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I'm, I, I was looking <laughs> no, at pictures. No, no, I'm not, I don't I want mean, no smoke. I don't Listen, want no I want smoke, no smoke. I wasn't I'm there expect, physically. I'm expecting a posse to show up, right? I'm expecting to say, yeah. if this is, let me put it this way. If it wasn't for COVID and all this other stuff, I would say to my seniors, right, when we fought for funding, not just for us, but for the fair share for Asian Americans, I have a busload of Chinese you know, seniors who come out to City Hall mm. from Shipset Bay and from Bensonhurst. They'll come out, all right? So I would have 50 people to come out. But it's COVID. I'm not going to get them to come so, out so and do this stuff. I, I want to be clear. It sounds like what you're th- saying sounds what some people may look at as cynical some people may be like yeah that's clear as day it sounds like you're saying that they're only doing that just for the cameras and behind the closed doors they're not doing shit i don't think they're doing anything in front or be- if they're not doing anything in front of the camera what do you what would you think they were doing behind the camera right i mean i'm saying look you can the the, the power of someone elected is you have you have people who elect who, who, who voted for you have you, have anyone received a letter from them to say, hey, we need to, this is bullshit. Let me, I, I need you guys all to call City Hall. Here's the number for Mayor Adams. I need you to call, you know, the speaker and let the speaker know that law was not, you know, uh, was not 100% what it's supposed to be. We need, we need these changes. We need to add this to it, right? Can maybe it, maybe can- they need better advisors like you because I've seen some, some messaging in social media where okay this we're doing a protest in 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 for the against the against the jail we're going to be here and uh, prepare to get arrested i've seen that stuff but in terms of actually putting you know pen to paper certain legislation certain laws to be put in place to stop this i haven't heard anything so maybe they're just lacking some sort of good advice you know advice and listen i'm not that smart to give them advice i think you know, they have all these political consultants. They raise all this money. You know, they... They, they should have some... You know, they should yeah, know. If they, really want, if they really want to do it, they get... Look, they got elected. If they can get elected. And this is not like, oh, how many people in Chinatown are for the jail? Nobody. Nobody, yeah. So why don't you... Not a single why don't person. They, right. Why don't they just organize this stuff? Because... Well, maybe know, some or certain organizations that had, you know, some back-end pay or... For, yeah. for for the purpose of the jail to be built, or raise some money, or to say you know, uh, you know, to do something, right? Look, they mobilized a whole bunch of people to protest against Mocha mm-hmm. continuously. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, there was people protesting against Mocha. Yeah. From from what I'm sorry. Can you just explain what Mocha is? Uh, Mocha's Museum of Chinese in America. And why right? was there a protest against? Because they took the money uh, when the mayor previous mayor de blasio says what do you want to make good on this on this mega jail um one of the things they said that we're looking for she you know we're, we we've been here for so long we're looking for some money to build a uh, so they got 35 million dollars and because of that people are saying you sell so all the community mm. uh, people protested artists did not to you know withdrawn their uh, engagements, uh, their presentations um, at the exhibits at the at the museum, and people process it every you know like every weekend, every day. Where are those guys? I mean, you know, why don't we talk to them and 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 perhaps to understand, you know, to mobilize them, to explain to them what what we're fighting for, that we too believe in criminal justice reform, 
we just don't believe that by doing this window dressing, putting up a, you know, spending a billion dollars is going to solve the problem because it hasn't. Um, I, I think, you know, at least mobilize those who show up for the, you know, if they're protesting MOCA because they took money for the jail, why don't you also protest against the jail, period? Lucky Boys Podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the rest of our episodes.